The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, 18660 South Cicero Avenue and Country Club Hills, Paul's Pizza in Westchester, DiamondGhostCharters.com, HookandHuntTV.com, Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the magazine for the true Midwest sportsman, Run Lake Area Tourism at Visit renlake.com and enjoy renlake.com biz bait the soft plastic baits made for the professional bass angler who want to catch more fish that's bizbait.com mark one sportfishing.com my favorite walleye charter on lake erie and bayzedge.com the most luxurious townhomes and the only place you'll ever want to stay on your next trip to lake erie This is Chauncey from Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Come on out and follow me into the great outdoors. Whether it's close to home or across this great country, come on out and follow me. Well, I hope you're ready to enjoy today's show and follow me into the great outdoors. On this week's Chauncey's Great Outdoors, we're going to hear from Tim Mondel. Hey, it's the first Saturday of the month. <laughs> so he's from the Forest Preserve District of Cook County, and he's going to talk to us about what we can do right in our own backyard in the Forest Preserves of Cook County. Lots of programs, lots of activities. Even though it's going to be a little bit cooler or it's warm, who knows what the weather's going to be, he's going to have lots of programs for us to enjoy in the great outdoors. That's what's got me excited. And then we're going to be talking to our good buddy, Chris Tarsano. He's from T-Bone Guide Service. I always wanted to ask him, does he do T-Bone steaks as a little lunch? <laughs> Not really, he doesn't. But uh, we're going to be talking with him about late fall musky fishing uh, because that's what we're, we're into. And there's a lot of musky waters from Shabinaw, Wolf Lake, to the Chain of Lakes, to many other. Bussy Lake and the Forest Preserves of Cook County. There's lots of places for us to enjoy the great outdoors of musky fishing also right in our own backyard and that's got me pretty excited a lot about stuff like that and of course then we're going to have on our last segment of our show uh, for you know a little bit of outdoor news and fishing reports and we can't pass it up because i'll get all kinds of emails but we will have the ever popular aiden's fishing report from western michigan and more remember i don't read the report until right when i look at it when we're doing the show so I have no idea what he's going to say to us. But you never know. Aiden's always good for something. Uh, and then we would like to make sure you tell all your friends to listen to us on Chauncey's Great Outdoors, whether it's on the radio or download the free app that we have at ESPN Chicago app on your favorite app store and follow us at Facebook at Chauncey's Great Outdoors. We'll be right back. If you fish and hunt in Illinois, you'll love Midwest Outdoors magazine. Right now, you can get a full year of Midwest Outdoors, 12 issues, for only $14.95. That's a $15 savings off the regular newsstand price. Whatever species you fish, 
Whatever game you hunt, Midwest Outdoors experts will share their time-tested techniques and favorite spots with you. Each month, Midwest Outdoors has dozens and dozens of articles, reports, maps, and proven methods to help you enjoy the outdoors. Illinois residents receive a free state section focusing on fishing and hunting right here in Illinois. Pick up Midwest Outdoors at leading newsstands. Or to save $15 off the annual cover price, subscribe to Midwest Outdoors. You'll get 12 issues for only $14.95. Call now, 1-800-606-3474. That's 1-800-606-FISH. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are accepted. Or to subscribe online, punch up MidwestOutdoors.com on the web. Midwest Outdoors, helping people like you enjoy the outdoors. Waterworks knows you're the boater looking for adventure, and you will trailer your boat with that Mercury motor all over the Midwest in the fall. From fall color tours down the Illinois and Mississippi rivers to fishing those great spots in southern Illinois, Kentucky Lake, and more, Waterworks knows you will travel for that special outdoor experience. Let Waterworks check out your boat, Mercury Motor, and trailer before your next fall color or fishing trip. Remember, there's only one place to take your boat, Mercury Motor, and the trailer to have them looked at by a true professional service crew. That's Waterworks at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills or call them at 708-798-9700. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about Southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577 and plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester is the place for that true classic Chicago hot dog and the best Italian beef sandwich large enough to share. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs in Westchester also has specialties like an Italian sausage and beef combo, gyros, pasta, Italian steak, eggplant parmesan, ribs, salads, daily specials, and even the best flame-broiled hamburgers. Make Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester your favorite. It's ours. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. This segment is brought to you by Waterworks. Waterworks Boat Sales at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Hey there, fellas. We got the day off. What you want to do? Yeah. Right. The girls don't like it when we go 
fish. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors on ESPN AM 1000 in Chicago. Everybody. Welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And uh, who's on the phone? It's my buddy, Mr. Tim Mondale. Hey, Timmy. <laughs> hey, what's going on, Chauncey? How are you? It's the almost winter. It's November. Kind of, right? With this heat wave, you can't really tell sometimes. <laughs> no, you can't. Now when it's 70 degrees outside, you go, what month is this? I'm not sure, you know. But, you know, yes, it's it's the beginning of November, and uh, Tim is our representative every month, first Saturday of the month, for the Forest Preserve District of Cook County. And the, just because it's November, December, January, February, when it gets cold outside, doesn't mean the Forest Preserves, you know, shuttered all of their tree windows. It's open, Right. Yes, it is. Yeah. You know, that's that's the beauty of the Forest Reserve. It's always going to be there, 365, 24-7. It can't be in there before sunrise and after sunset. Yeah. But it's always there. The doors never close. Um, yeah, and wintertime coming up, kind of knocking on the door. We talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, but with this heat wave, you start to think a little bit about, oh, I need to get out there my last time. You know, it's not true. You can always get out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And we offer in our department specifically tutorials and programs on how to dress and and, and how to prepare yourself to really have the best experience because the last thing that we ever want is to put on a program or encourage you to do something knowing that you're not going to really have the best time with it. You know, the, the experience, the more positive the more pride you're going to have in it, and you're going to call it your own and be part of it. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what we're trying to do here. Which know? is kind of a, a cool thing because there's, you know, over the years we have spoken, and, and there's so many cool things that you can do, uh, either learning from, you know, the uh, through this COVID times with the Internet and interactive things with the nature centers. But, you know, even if you're taking your own little hike and, you know, you're wearing the proper, you know, boots and shoes and you're, you're dressed to, to walk, to walk and sit, but even just sitting down off of a footpath. Now, I don't want you to go 30 feet off the footpath. Well, you, can, you, know, you could do that, but I'm just saying, you know, even if you just walk a few feet off of a footpath, because not a lot of people are going to be on the footpaths in in the winter, in the, in a, you know, end of November-ish, and you just sit down and shut up and be quiet. <laughs> That's hard for people to do, and I don't mean to generalize it, no, I, but I mean, I'm part of that. Hey, I have a hard time doing that, you know? <laughs> I know. I work for the Forest Reserves, and I do, too. No, I agree with you. I think that it's taking in that the aesthetics of it all, and each place is different. You know, the type of, what they call it, sensory exploration, I think is what it is, where you, you know, if it's Orland grassland, you're taking in these tall prairie grasses and, you know, the bison in the region. You're going to hear a different sound than, I don't know, if you were up at the lagoons or if you were taking a walk down Bemis Woods after you just pass by, um, um, you know, the, the, the heights course and what have you. Mm-hmm. But each experience is totally different. But if you do get the time, um, I would definitely encourage people, you know, you're going to be dressed warmly. So just sit on one of the benches or a stump and just take a deep breath and take it in. 
going to be really different experience. I'm glad you brought that up, Chancy. Yeah, and just sit quietly because it's amazing the sounds you're going to. You don't hear them when you're walking or whatever. You know, you mentioned Bemis Woods, and I, I walked the bike path a bunch. And you know, if you just sit down quietly, all of a sudden you're going to hear you know a duck that's on the water, and it's not. I don't know what what call they're making, but it's more of a you know a, a quack, 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 quack. you know it's like a happy sound almost. <laughs> and I mean, it's like that was pretty cool. Or you may see a fox. I'm seeing foxes around here a lot. You'll see a fox walk by that look really healthy. Um, you know, I know there's coyotes. haven't seen them. But, you know, a deer will walk by. As long as it doesn't get a sniff of you, it doesn't really care. And it just walks by, you know, like, hey, I'm out for a stroll myself, taking a walk through the forest preserves. And it's just such a cool thing. Or the chickadees, you know, sit down and shut up. <laughs> That's the chance. I can go with that tagline. I can go with that tagline. Maybe I'll use it on my kids. Yeah, no problem, you know. Um, <laughs> what else? What's yeah, going on? I mean, well, you speaking of the deer, I was just going to say, I was out and about the other day, and there was a, I can't remember how pointed a buck it was. And um, my wife was asking, how, why is it so big? And I was like, well, because you can't hunt here. So they have a sense of, of you know, safety here, and, and it's really nice. If you are doing that wildlife viewing, you're going to see some large-sized deer as mm -hmm. opposed to some other areas. That's kind of nice. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, no, as you mentioned, winter, um, you're getting the last end of some of the migrating birds. Um, you're, you're going to see some of the changing colors. A lot of the sugar maples have dropped. We've had some heavy mm -hmm. winds lately. But you did see that, that beautiful orange and deep yellow colors pop really early, which is really great. Um the big thing, too, for anybody who's going out to explore is just think about the shorter days mm -hmm. um, because we're not going to be open until 6.30, 7 o'clock at night. The, the gates are closing at 4.30, 5 o'clock. So right. if you're going to get out there, get out there early. Uh, high noon is always a really nice time, especially as the temperature drops. Something to consider moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, you know, it's a little bit about what we've continuing to do with the COVID crisis and, and a few other things that I'm not going to really bring up, but just because there's so much going on, these programs are really nice for folks to get out to. It's a nice break, um, and, and sometimes everybody needs it. As I'm describing it to you, I'm already feeling the sigh coming through me, like, ah. Um, the programs are still going on. We still have restoration work days at the nature centers. We're still offering hikes and, and, and different themed hikes, I should say. Um, we're still offering special events. They're just not going to be the large-scale programs we're accustomed to. We're trying to make them safe for uh, the participants and for the staff that are facilitating them. So everything I mentioned today, as I've mentioned in the past, look online and get onto that registration website first and foremost. You can't just show up for these ones. They're not dropping. You do have to register for them. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll go through a few of them here, um, you know, and then I'll mention some special events, too. Okay. So I mentioned the restoration work days at different nature centers. Um, so they have one going on today. Uh, that's going to be a river trail at 10. Tomorrow they're going to have one Sagawa and on the 14th, too. And then, of course, later in the month. These restoration work days are usually 10, 12 people. Um, everyone's going to have their own gear. They're going to put all the protocol in for safety measures. And this is a really good time to get out and start getting some of the buckthorn and getting rid of those invasives. They're not burning quite yet. You still have to look at the weather to really determine that. But um, talk about pride, as we mentioned earlier in this conversation, Shanti, and you can't get more of it 
than to actually be part of it. You're going out there and clearing them out, and then, you know, they herbicide it a year later, and it dies off, and all of a sudden you start to see this beautiful you know, oak savanna, something like that. And I'm like, yeah, I helped with that. I mean, it'll make anybody feel good about the work that they're doing. Mm. Um, so then we have some, a lot of the walks. That's, again, a big thing. We can offer a lot of those in small groups continuously throughout the week. So um, we're looking at some walking talks. There's one at Hubert Woods uh, today, little at noon. Tomorrow there's one at Little Red Schoolhouse, um, as well as Tuesday out there. Um, Wednesday out at Beck Lake, that's in my region. Uh, we're actually doing a hike the displays. We're doing a full series because it's such a long trail system. Clearly we're not going to do it in one day, mm-hmm. but we break it up. Um, we do it monthly. So we're going to be at Beck Lake for that one at 10 a.m. and do about a two-mile hike there down to Big Bend right before you hit the railroad system there. Um, and then you go into, they have this, the Trailside Museum. It's kind of cool. I think with COVID, people are really starting to get their little niches in their groups. So at Trailside, they offer the Wednesday weekly walkers. And it's a group of people that can register and come on out and do a walk around the Thatcher system, which is just absolutely breathtaking. Um, talk about Oak Savannah. It's like right there in front of you. It's really cool. Um, so we have a few more going down. The website will kind of list all of them because there's too many, and I'm going to take up all your time, and I'm going to try not to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> try my best. But I did want to mention um, Tuesday the 17th. It is especially important and significant because it's National Take a Hike Day. And it's not like, hey, get out of my face. I don't want to see you anymore. It's go outside take a hike day. Um, oh, my mother used to so tell me that a lot. Hey, get out of here. Take a hike, you know. <laughs> you that in common, don't we? Yeah. Oh, go. You're bothering me. Take a hike. Go away. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so we're doing something a little bit different, but same meaning. Get out and go take a hike. Um, so on that day, various locations throughout the county, we're going to offer different ways. Uh, San Rich Nature Center in Cal City, uh, Volmer Road, Tuskokie Lagoons, Deer Grove West, one of my favorite areas, uh, Plum Creek Meadow, and Justin, one of my colleagues out of the central area, they're offering a history and photography walk, um, kind of following the line with the National Take Hike Day, and that's going to take place at the uh, Chicago Portage National Historic Site, which I'm not sure. Are you familiar with that site, Yes, Chauncey? I think yes, 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 okay. yes. So that area has really started to pick up, and uh, a lot of importance has been taken into consideration. Um, so we're going to offer that there as well. Um, quick, changing courses. Quick, oh, yeah. yeah, quick note about the Chicago Portage. You could, that's the spot where you went from what would have been, it was the portage, to get you into the waterway that would get you into the Illinois River, which would get you into the Mississippi and down. And this is, it was the, the Native Americans use this for centuries, hundreds of years. And you could even see where the canoes were dragged. It made such a deep rut. It's such a neat place. It's it's amazing even to hear you talk about it. I've been yeah. there. Yeah. And it just it gives you goosebumps and think about that. And I know we're not such a um a very old country compared especially to Europe and places like that. But it's pretty amazing to see see what was taking place before us and how it was used. Yeah, yeah, it's a great note. It's really a great note. Yeah. and that's part of the, some of our hikes too, Chauncey. Is that we're starting to do some more history base to talk a little bit about the you know who inhabited the land prior to us and what it was used for. Um, 
I don't know about you, but I, I'm a big history nerd, and I love it. I think it's uber important to know as much as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly, exactly. So what else is going on? So something for the little, little ones there, too. Um, the hikes work. It all depends. When you go on the site, you can take a look to see what the age appropriateness is. But things that are dedicated for that early childhood, um, Sand Ridge does quite a bit. They do what's called the We Wonders. Um, and they'll do that probably every two weeks. Um, so they're going to have something on the 11th. Uh, my colleague down at the Dan Ryan region, he offers an open nature play day at the Dan Ryan Woods Visiting Center. If folks haven't been down there, and I know you and I, Chauncey, have talked about this on air before, um, but that area has changed dramatically in terms of what the Forest Reserve is offering to the community. Mm-hmm. And so they have a nature play area now. It's a dedicated site. Um, it's really amazing. If you haven't been there, I certainly encourage you to head down there. Uh, we have a visitor center that will give you an idea about the, um, the trail systems and what have you. So go take a look down there. Mm-hmm. Um, my region up in the northwest, we collaborated with the Elk Grove Public Library. So we're offering a monthly trail tales where you walk part of the trail system, and then there's a storybook along associated with it. Kind of fun to do. Um, there's GPS scavenger hunt. Kind of good for the younger ones, gets them to learn about orienteering on the more technical side. Um, something really cool to think of. Hmm. And, and then, for those that maybe aren't keen on going out yet for these programs but still want to learn about what the preserve is doing, yeah. we're still looking at that, that how would you say, the virtual programs through social media outlets and through Zoom. So we use Facebook Live quite a bit for these tutorials. And then we do Zoom presentations as well that people can be active participants in. Um, it's worked out so far. Uh, really kind of nice. So we're doing more and more of these, and um, some of the ones are kind of fun to do are the Cooking 101 from our campgrounds team. Mm-hmm. They're also doing a, a camping lantern craft, so learning how to create these, these lanterns when you're out camping. Mm. Kind of fun. Um, we hit on in the beginning of the show, um, or at least our conversation, I should say, about know before you go winter edition. So it's all about being prepared when you're going out to explore during the winter time. Um, and then we're still voting the last one, which is one of my favorites. I love the conservation at home idea. I think it's wonderful. It's all about trying to make your, your home and your region around it more forest reserve friendly. So they're doing um, what's called putting the garden to bed theme together. So it's kind of getting it prepared for the winter time learning what to do to make sure that come spring, everything turns out to become beautiful. Sounds good to me, my friend. It sounds like a busy June, November for all of us yeah. to enjoy the great outdoors and the forest preserves. Absolutely. We don't stop. No. And, and if somebody <laughs> wants more information, where do they go? Go to our website at spdcc.com. Mm-hmm. And up there you'll see a tab that says events. You can click on your, your zip code. You can click on the date. You can find out. You know, a thousand and one different things. And that also includes our Forest Way newsletter. It's another way to find out some more information about initiatives related to the Forest Reserve. Sounds good to me, my friend. Thanks so much for coming on this morning and telling us what we can do in our own backyard, okay? I always love these chats. All right. You're listening to Chauncey. And Chauncey's great outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. 
Waterworks is proud to announce the 2021 line of Lund and Low boats, all powered by Mercury Motors, are coming in weekly. But many of these boats are pre-sold, and if you want to ensure that the boat of your dreams with a Mercury motor will be here when you want it, you need to act now. With assembly plants building boats with Mercury Motors on back order and long delivery dates, you need to stop in at Waterworks at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills or call them at 708-798-9700 and don't miss out on ordering the boat of your dreams from Waterworks. If you fish and hunt in Illinois, you'll love Midwest Outdoors magazine. Right now, you can get a full year of Midwest Outdoors, 12 issues, for only $14.95. That's a $15 savings off the regular newsstand price. Whatever species you fish, whatever game you hunt, Midwest Outdoors experts will share their time-tested techniques and favorite spots with you. Each month, Midwest Outdoors has dozens and dozens of articles, reports, maps, and proven methods to help you enjoy the outdoors. Illinois residents receive a free state section focusing on fishing and hunting right here in Illinois. Pick up Midwest Outdoors at leading newsstands. Or to save $15 off the annual cover price, subscribe to Midwest Outdoors. You'll get 12 issues for only $14.95. Call now, 1-800-606-3474. That's 1-800-606-FISH. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are accepted. Or to subscribe online, punch up MidwestOutdoors.com on the web. Midwest Outdoors, helping people like you enjoy the outdoors. Jim Crowley from HookandHuntTV.com shows anglers and hunters how, when, and why to be a better angler and hunter. You will enjoy his approach to the outdoors that will help you be a better sportsman. Watch him on HookandHuntTV.com, online at Pride Outdoor Network, on Roku, and on Fire Stick TV. Okay, forest animals, kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River, how's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Uh, He's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel. The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. This segment is brought to you by diamondghostcharters.com. Go fishing with Captain Tony and get ready to yell, fish on! Somebody say, hey, we want some crappie! Hey, we want some crappie! Let me hear you say, hey, we want some crappie! Hi, this is Ski Reese, and you're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And on the phone with me, we've got the gentleman from T-Bone God Service, Mr. Chris Tarsano. Chris, how you doing, bub? I'm doing good, Chauncey. How about yourself? You know, it, it'll draw a circle on the wall and let me hit it. We're doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Good to hear. Yeah. Hey, Chris, um, I you know, people have known T-Bone God Service. I mean, you guys have do a great job of taking people out educating them on the water, doing all kinds of things. But, you know, we're coming into, as we all know, nothing is normal this year. <laughs> oh, good Lord, yeah. Including the weather. <laughs> I mean, right. it's November and we're having 70. 
Uh, okay, I'm not complaining, cause, but people want to chase these big toothy critters that you love to chase and find. This time of the year, what are you teaching and showing your clients are the, some of the better ways to find these muskies and other things? Um, you know, I'll start with exactly what you said with this crazy weather, you know, the warm-ups like this. Honestly, I mean, it's great to be in a boat when it's, you know, 65, 70 degrees in November, but... In, in my opinion, and I think you could ask a lot of guys that uh, fish in general, not just musky fish, but sometimes these warm-ups are not what we uh, want to see for fishing. You know, it's it's great days spent in a boat, but usually a little bit tougher fishing. So what we tend to do in, in days like this is downsize a ton. You know, we, we go down to very small baits because those fish become a lot more inactive. And we almost walleye fish them. You know, sometimes we're, we're jigging <laughs> large-sized walleye baits near the bottom, and we tend to hook up with more muskies doing that. Then we even do throw an actual muskie baits. You know, we might have some kind of blade bait that's a little bit oversized for walleyes, but we also do hook into some big walleyes, 6 to 10-pound walleyes doing so. So, you know, we, we never argue with that bonus fish. But uh, that tends to be a lot of what we do when we get these warmer days is we, we go deep, we find these fish on the locator, find out where they're hanging at, and, and rip either rattling baits or vibrating blade baits or big spoons right near them. And uh, it tends to put more fish in the boat than doing what we would typically do at this time of year, which would be more following uh, bait piles like shad, or looking at old, uh, you know, weeds that are still standing and maybe throwing some suix or, um, you know, glide baits over that. When we find bait out in the basin, we'll throw some medusas and bulldogs and, you know, typically find that the, the fish are pretty active on that. Thank you for uh, telling everybody in the world that I'm not goofy when I say, especially on the chain of lakes, if I want to catch a muskie, I go bass and walleye fishing. And if I want to catch a muskie, I go... If I want to go walleye fishing, I catch a muskie. <laughs> that, that's it. You know, that's our pain, right? That That's the truth, too. Exactly. You know, I mean, there are some times of the year where, you know, we get like a big rubber bite where we're throwing really big rubber baits or, you know, number 10 blades on, you know, some, some bucktails or something like that. Mm-hmm. But right, for the most part, you know, I mean, there's a lot of times where you're downsizing and you're being a bass fisherman or a walleye fisherman to catch muskie. Yeah. Now, the the blades, when you're throwing something with the blade on it, what that's doing is that's sending off a vibration and a noise in the water uh, that's kind of like ringing the bell in the head of the fish saying, hey, look over here. Over here. Hey, over here. And (laughs) is that it? It, Exactly. You know, and and that's exactly what it's doing, and it's hitting their lateral line. You know, their, their lateral line, which runs right down the center of their body, is basically like our fingers. They feel that. They, they know that uh, something's in the area. You know, it's kind of like their senses. You know, they don't have these uh, cool ears that we have. You know, so, mm-hmm. And these cool hands. So that lateral line works as that. So when that blade is pushing out vibrations, they're going, oh, something's around here. They feel it. And, you know, out of instinct, they go over there and attack it. That works well for the blades. When you're working a, you know, some, a larger jig, and you mentioned that, is that just a visual attractant that you're trying to get for, to those fish with bright colors and whites and stuff like that, or what? Yeah, you know, a lot of times it is more of a visual. You know, you're putting it in front of their face, you know, so they can 
kind of knows it a little bit. I mean, if you ever watch on, um, you know, recording, you'll see them not be as um, aggressive towards those bites. You know, I mean, there's times where it feels like a walleye where it just sucked it in. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not this huge hit. Um, But, you know, sometimes we are using vibrating blade baits, you know, fuzzy does it and stuff like that, where it's sending off a vibration as well and just getting their attention. They come over and look at it, and, you know, you're ripping that thing in front of their face, and I think a lot of times you're just getting a reaction bite out of them, you know, and that's when it's tough, that's what you need to do. You need to just kind of hunker down on top of them and rip blade baits and, you know, jigs and spoons, and, yeah, just hope that that fish reacts to it. Are you probably part of the class that will say, yes, when it starts getting into your September, October, the cooler nights, the what, however you want to throw scientifically out there, the moon, that is, that, that, whatever. But these fish know that they need to put on a little bit of extra tonnage for the winter because even though they will feed all winter, they're much more lethargic. Absolutely. You know, and that's why, you know, a lot of people say, well, this is when the big fish come out. Well, I mean, the same, the same fish that was, you know, 40 inches is still 40 inches. They just have a lot more weight on them right now. So it's it's fun to target them, and they look beautiful because they're big, you know, Lane Bryant models right now. Yeah. Basically. You know, they're just big and heavy, and, you know, you can get a 40-inch a fish that, you know, weighs in the 20-pound class or so. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why it's fun to catch them now. Yeah. Now, what about, you know, the guys who you know that want to go sucker fishing? Uh, sucker fishing has always been, been a fun thing to do because you set your sucker out there and you leave the bale open <laughs> and, uh, you, you take something like you just said, a, a blade bait or a, a body bait or something making a little bit of noise or, you know, just jigging to attract that bait. But this, this is still prime time sucker fishing until ice up, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yes. And you got to work much slower. You can't be like you are in, you know, June and July where you're, setting your your uh, throwing motor on, you know, six and just running and gunning. This is where you need to just kind of do slow drifts, you know, going high percentage areas, spots where you've located muskies at prior mm-hmm. and hang some meat in front of them, and hopefully that fish reacts to it. I mean, there's plenty of times where we have suckers down and we're reeling them up to move, and all of a sudden here comes Mr. Muskie, who's probably been staring at that bait for the last one. And so, yeah, I mean, this is a great time for it, you know, and um, up now until ice up, you know, suckers should be a big part of your your repertoire, especially on those lakes that really have a strong sucker bite, you know, I mean, there's lakes like Milwaukee and Madison and and other lakes where we we use them more often. And, you know, now the chain is starting to to, uh, get a little bit better sucker bite. You know, we kind of lost our sucker bite for a few years because of the overabundance of shad, but now, you know, shad look like they've kind of been down a little bit, the numbers. So, um, the sucker bite's starting to come back a little mm-hmm. bit. Well, the entire fisheries on the chain and whether people believe it or not has really gotten so much better in many different aspects. I mean, that, you know, for walleye, for bass, for muskie, for, I mean, a little bit of everything is all jumped up. I mean, you got organizations that are, uh, you know, putting in, you know, 12 to 17 inch muskie fingerlings into the lake, which increases their, their life by huge numbers, you know? 
so, you know, the chain has gotten much, much better, as well as the, a lot of those southern Wisconsin lakes are just, that have always been dynamic. The only thing is a lot of people, when you're, you, if you've never fished with the sucker, you need to learn how to rig them. And you need to have what's called a quick strike rig, right? Exactly. Yep. And, uh, you know, we, we get those from uh, Stealth Tackle. That's usually where I get mine from. Actually, John is a local guy here in Illinois. He's down in uh, the south side and makes them up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you know, you stock up on those. And, you know, you sometimes have one or two treble hooks that you're sticking into a fish. And also, depending on... You know, how clear the water is, you know, if it's a very clear system, you don't want to put a bunch of terminal tackle out there, so you'll kind of downsize the, the hooks and, you know, some of the terminal tackle. And, you know, you tell John, and he'll go ahead and, you know, put something together for you that, that will work in that specific body of water. But sucker fishing is synonymous to this time of year. You know, you got to have some kind of live bait hanging out there. Mm-hmm. You're offering them their box of mcdonald's french fries i mean it's like i don't know what to call yeah. it you know mm, yummy <laughs> come over here uh <laughs> you know and you know this is going to taste really good guys you know but uh you know that's on the chain uh, have you heard of any other you know good musky waters in illinois that have been doing pretty fair to decent this year um you know i mean on the south side of the state you know we obviously have um kincaid mm-hmm you know, Kincaid's a great lake. Um, to be quite honest with you, you know, I mean, I know Shabinaw has been fair, but in my opinion, of course, being a musky guy and just because, you know, I'm a fisherman, I think that we could probably put muskies in some more of our lakes and it wouldn't be detrimental one bit. Actually, a lot of these lakes would probably benefit from having that. It would help kind of clean out some of the carp and maybe the bullheads that, uh, that muskies really you know, target as, as mm-hmm. fish, as yeah. bait. Yeah, and I mean, even in something as simple, and I've told many people, uh, the Cook County Forest Preserves, you go below the main dam of Bussy Lake, and twice a year we do a big musky roundup down there, and I'm shocked at the photos I take and post on Facebook and stuff of these big muskies that came over the dam that they scoop, grab, and they run all the way to the far north end of, the, of Bussy Lake and release back into the lake. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like, I know you're playing a, a round, a merry-go-round with the fish, but, you know, this way it's giving the fishermen and putting all that assets back into that lake for more action. And I, like I said, that little creek below the dam is a, could be a great musky place if you only have a couple hours to go fishing that day. You don't want to make a, a long trip to any place else. You mentioned Wisconsin, Pewaukee, Madison Chain. Um, there was another one that I was trying to think of that has been a pretty good musky producer, and we're not running to the far north end of the state, are we? No, you don't have to, and quite honestly, you know, some of the best opportunities are right here. I mean, the numbers of fish that we have in the chain. Hold on, baby. She wants her tackle box, John. So you that, that's okay. Anytime <laughs> she wants to come on my show, she can come on. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we have the numbers here. You know, I mean, our numbers exceed mm-hmm. a lot of the northern Wisconsin lakes. You know, I mean, a lot of people don't realize that, that we have, you know, about two fish per acre on our chain, which rivals any Class A musky lake anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't have to drive very far, and that and that's the beauty of it. You know, I mean, these southern Wisconsin lakes like Madison Chain and Pewaukee and, 
you know, Silver Lake has its ups and downs in Kenosha, but, you know, there's times where that's a great lake. Yeah. You know, we, we've done some very good things with the clubs, and these people need to get involved in, in the muskie clubs mm-hmm. and help stock these lakes. Lake Geneva. Lake Geneva's coming to, to light now where we're going to see those fish that we don't see in Illinois or southern Wisconsin, for that matter. We're going to start seeing 52 to 54-inch fish in this lake in the, in the next, you know, 5, 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, people travel, you know, far and wide to see those kind of fish, and we're going to have that in our backyard. So being a part of all these muskie groups, and, um, you know, helping out, and we do fundraisers that, you know, we can uh, talk about at another time where we're, we're trying to, you yeah. know, push more muskies in, into these lakes to make it that type of fishery for the local guys. Yeah. And I think something very important, if you've never gone muskie fishing, now, I, I, you know, I'm not saying that you shouldn't go out and buy the stuff that you want, but let me tell you, you need to go out with a, a muskie, a guy that really knows how to muskie fish, one because it's an education you will never get from any place else. You'll get an idea of equipment. You'll get an idea of lures. You'll get an Id- You'll get a lot more information going out with a muskie guide one time. Go out with them several times, but then you'll understand if you wanted to go, go down that road of addiction of muskie fishing. <laughs> exactly. That's what it is. And uh, once you go down it, you can't get back. I mean, it's really bad, folks. But, uh, you know, you could do that. And somebody like, you know, you know, Chris Tarasano, if you want to call him up and for next year for a service, he's, he's more than welcome to have a conversation with you. Right, Chris? Exactly. Exactly. And, I, I you know, not just because I am a guy, but I, I think that's a really – Good point, and um, you know, I did that as a youngster. I, I went out with musky guides, and you know, got an education, and it saved me, you know, the money that you might spend that day or that that year, a couple times out with a guide. I mean, you're talking about rods and reels that cost. Okay, baby, come on. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it that she's on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I love rods it. Rods and reels that cost, you know, five six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Five, you know, five or six hundred dollars each. You know, I mean, that's less than what a trip is for a guide. You know, you, if you go out and buy all these baits and all this stuff that you may not use and you end up putting up on a, a flea market, you know, you, you've spent more money. Oh, exactly. You spend more money and it's not worth it's not worth your effort on that. The best thing for you to do is just to, to you know, give Chris a buzz. Give a guy that you know uh, or, or have met that is a musky guide. Learn from them. Talk to them and stuff. Chris, if somebody wanted to talk to you or set up a guide, what's the best way to do it? So you'd either call me at 630-330-9090, or you can email me at chris at tboneguideservice.com, which are both very easy ways, or, you know, you can call or text me. I always have my phone on. Cool. You know, that way we can get them set up. And, you know, usually around here we have, uh, you know, Illinois, we have a full season of, of musky fishing. There is no season where we, we turn it off. Mm-hmm. So always welcome out. Sounds good, my friend. Hey, thanks so much for coming on the show this morning, my friend. John, I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much for having me. I'm always uh, always happy to talk to you. Thank you. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Waterworks is proud to announce the 2021 line of Lund and Low boats, all powered by Mercury Motors, are coming in weekly. But many of these boats are pre-sold, and if you want to ensure that the boat of your dreams with a Mercury motor will be here when you want it, 
you need to act now with assembly plants building boats with mercury motors on back order and long delivery dates you need to stop in at waterworks at 18660 south cicero avenue in country club hills or call them at 708-798-9700 and don't miss out on ordering the boat of your dreams from waterworks Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation, all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577. And plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester is the place for that true classic Chicago hot dog and the best Italian beef sandwich large enough to share. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs in Westchester also has specialties like an Italian sausage and beef combo, gyros, pasta, Italian steak, eggplant parmesan, ribs, salads, daily specials, and even the best flame-broiled hamburgers. Make Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester your favorite. It's ours. Jim Crowley from HookandHuntTV.com shows anglers and hunters how, when, and why to be a better angler and hunter. You will enjoy his approach to the outdoors that will help you be a better sportsman. Watch him on HookandHuntTV.com, online at Pride Outdoor Network, on Roku, and on Firestick TV. Own your own boat and want to make your next walleye trip to Port Clinton enjoyable? Then call Bay's Edge at 419-734-3016 and enjoy a beautiful townhouse with a full kitchen, sleeping for seven, spacious living quarters, a private deck on a huge pond full of the biggest fish you will ever see and catch, all catch and release. But you can also pull your own boat right next to the townhouse and recharge your batteries to be ready for that next day to catch that walleye of a lifetime. Once you stay at BaysEdge.com, you won't stay anywhere else. For more information, call 419-734-3016 or go to BaysEdge.com and be amazed of Lake Erie's best-kept secret, BaysEdge.com. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at ChaunceyMedia at AOL.com. <laughs> Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Whoa. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700, Paul's Pizza in Westchester on 31st and Wolf Road, Diamond Ghost Charters at diamondghostcharters.com. 
HookandHuntTV.com, Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the magazine for the knowledgeable sportsman, Ren Lake Area Tourism at VisitRenLake.com and EnjoyRenLake.com. BizBaits, the soft plastic baits made for the professional bass angler who want to catch more fish. You can get them at BizBaits.com. This segment is brought to you by Waterworks. Waterworks Boat Sales at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Well, now take down your fishing pole and meet me at the fishing hole. We may not get a bite all day, but don't you rush away. What a great place to rest your bones and mighty fire. There was a name to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoor on ESPN Radio AM 1000 in Chicago. Whether it's cool Hey everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors and, oh, I have to start out with the Aiden Fishing Report because that's what, that's what everybody seems to want to hear at the end of the show. And uh, here it goes. Papa, you're pretty cool. I got your trick and treat package of fishing stuff. It was better than the candy. Well, maybe not the chocolate. <laughs> my, my buddy, my buddy Alan's dad went to the St. Joseph River. Fair number of steelhead were seen in the river, but better numbers up by the Berrien Springs Dam by Mr. Palmisano's house. I wonder if he was fishing out there. Dad, Sis, and I went to the visit the Grand River near downtown Grand Rapids. We saw some steelhead were being caught at the 6th Street Dam, and some of the guys on shore told me they know of anglers were catching crappie in the bayous. Maybe we could come back with our fishing rods and fish those bayous because I like crappie in a frying pan like you say. Linda Sue's dad went to the Muskegon area and said that the steelhead were slow for the pier anglers and there were no whitefish caught by anyone. He heard of a few perch that were caught by some guys in boats on Muskegon Lake. He saw one guy with a couple, but he said he didn't try to catch any perch when he went out. He did go up the Muskegon River a little bit. He said water levels are low. But the shore guys were fishing with egg flies. What are those? You'll have to explain to me. I got to go do school. I've got to go do schoolwork. Love you this much, Aiden. That's pretty cool. That's my Aiden Fishing Report for Western Michigan for my grandson. Sponsored by our buddies at Waterworks Marine, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills. Okay, Winthrop Harbor, Waukegan Harbor, they're still catching some lake trout for the people who are putting boats in, but they're keeping an eye on the weather. It's not always that good to be out there uh, when you've got some high waves building or a front's coming through, so be careful. In Chicago, the shoreline people in Belmont, Diversity, and Montrose uh, were using crawlers, Something, you know, spoons with some flash to them and spawn and catching some fish. Uh, a few bluegills are still coming from Diversity Harbor. And the guys that were using golden roaches to try to catch the steelhead were picking up a couple of smallmouth here and there. What's wrong with that? I don't see a problem with that, everybody. <clears throat> Cook County Forest Preserves, believe it or not, they're still pulling a few inland trout out of Axehead, Baloo, Bussy, North, Green, Horsetail, and Sag Quarry East. 
Largemouth bass are still looking to uh, hit a minnow. You don't need to go with the big golden roaches. Sometimes the smaller minnows are catching a lot more fish, uh, especially those bass and some fat bluegills. Chain of lakes, crappie are up in those channels. Live bait are the best thing to go with are those white mini mites or a white twister tail. Just work it around any of the piers that you can float past. Um, bluegill and perch are tight to the seawall yet, and that's what you need to work with. Uh, that's the good point there. Uh, Marie Bluff and Petite are some of your best spots for walleye on the Chain of Lakes. Maybe we could check that out on Sunday. Have to go do a little bit of fishing. Um, musky guys are throwing suckers and or jerk baits. Fox and Pistake, I would throw channel into that also. I really like that. Cats, chicken livers, crawlers, stink bait, that's what you definitely want to go with. And if you want crappies, they are hungry down in the area of Ren Lake. And I do mean hungry. They are catching some nice numbers of, uh, see, the problem there is you have a certain number you can keep, but then all the fish you're catching are over the size limit. So it's like, <laughs> I got my 10 size, you know, 10, 12 inches. Now I got to throw all the other ones back. Well, yeah, you do. But they're having a great fishery down there right now, uh, especially around the rocks and the bridges of the 154. Cats, leeches in the moving water by the bridge. Get it on the bottom. Use some weight. You can find the fish there. Uh, that's also good. Try fish- fishing the flats. If you fish the flats, drift. Let the wind slowly and let it bounce. That'll get the cats going. Uh, you also want to take a look at the Turnip Patch, North Sandusky Bay, Day Use Area, and the Waltonville uh, Dam. Those are the spots I would definitely try. Um, in Western Michigan, we mentioned Benton Harbor Steelhead and Aiden's Fishing Report, so remember that. And the White Lake area, we've got a report of some bluegill and perch being taken. I'm kind of interested in that one. Up in my the north of us in Wisconsin, Lake Mendota, panfish are in about 20 to 30 foot of water. Good size, uh, smaller walleye. I've been popping baits, and you're throwing a lot of them back all the time. But it really, as soon as the sun goes down, everybody got excited. Um, water temperatures are right, right just below, right around 50 degrees. Wolf River, Wisconsin, people are seeing lots of fish on the locators. There's bait still up by there, that area, and the fish are concentrating at the mouth. Depends on the wind some days. you got to watch that. Uh, Hayward area, some good smallmouth bites were being taken for guys and ladies that were trolling. For muskies, uh, said nothing to talk about, but, hey, I'm catching smallmouth, so we're pretty happy about that. <laughs> okay, the Fox River in De Pere, Wisconsin, less than a foot of visibility is being seen uh, in that area. Uh, lots of algae and leaves are being rolled down the river, and I do mean rolled down the river. Water temperature is about 40 degrees. Uh, com- anglers are complaining about the bite. Really short, so it's you all, You have to put a stinger hook. Stinger hook is a second hook that you put on. So you have your jig. You got your minnow attached to the hook of the jig. Then the stinger hook gets clipped onto the eye of the, of the jig, and it's a little harder, either mo- heavier monofilament or thin wire with the small treble that you hook the tail of the fish. So when you get these walleye that have figured out that, hey, don't take the whole fish, just go right up to the gills, you still catch the fish. That's an important thing to remember. You're going to do well if you keep doing that, and that's going to catch a lot more fish in the, that area. Uh, you know, we're coming into that time of the year. Well, not coming in. We are in the time of the year when those walleye, not walleye, but the deer in the woods and the forest preserves, they're acting really goofy. There's a lot of activity. Uh, the, it's the rut season. That means they're they're only interested in making babies. And 
if you're driving a car through a wooded area, I don't care where you're at, slow down. Just slow down because cars are getting hit on the side by deer. Cars are, cars are hitting in front of the deer, and it'll throw the deer up into the dash and then the glass. Just slow down. It's not going to hurt you to slow the car down. And, and flash the lights at night if you see a couple glowing eyes at you. you know, don't take the sh shoulder of the road because that could be dangerous. Two of my friends, two separate incidents, both hit deer this past week, and they said the deer came out of nowhere. And I said, were you going slow through the, forest, the woods area? Uh, no, we were doing, you know, 45. You should have been doing 20. If somebody's beeping behind you, let them beep. <laughs> I've hit too many deer myself over my lifetime, and I'm not interested in doing it again. Well, you know, we've got a lot of things going on here. Remember to listen to us next week, but uh, it's going to be a great week to get out in the outdoors. Well, I hear the flute going, so that means we're coming to the end of the show. And I like to leave you with the Native American proverb. And this one is from my friend Apensui Majuat. This week we lost a friend, a father figure, and someone who made us laugh, gave us a kick in the slacks when we needed it also. He turned a lot, not a lot of, he turned every one of us from boys into leaders and good citizens. Papa John Sanchez was one of our scout leaders to thousands of boys and girls. And while he will be missed, I can tell you this, he will never be forgotten from our children's children's children. Papa John, you will always be remembered because when you mention the name of someone around a council fire, their spirit will rise with the smoke and they will live forever. We don't own the woods, the rain, the storm, or the fish we catch, or the pheasant and birds we chase. We are barring it all from our children's children's children. We'll see you next week. Where? Right here on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. <laughs>